Birmingham under the direction of Rod Butcher, Second City Sound. Hello. This special feature from Harmony UK podcast is about one of the most eye-catching, entertaining, intricately planned and, above all, hilarious performances who have been seen in recent years at any British barbershop convention. We're in Harrogate at Labs 2016 and the curtains have just opened on a colourful scene. More than 40 singers and their musical director all decked out as characters from one of the most famous animated films of all time. This is Birmingham's Second City Sound. Their first song, taken from Toy Story, was Randy Newman's You've Got a Friend in Me. Their second was a parody penned by Second City Sound's Helen Brown on the perils and pitfalls of performing in one of these barbershop convention contests. At this year's Babs Harmony College, Helen and the chorus's musical director, Rod Butcher, hosted a breakout session on parody. Well, more of that in a moment. But first, I asked them about the origins of their 2016 contest set and an idea first formed in a car park late at night. Well, actually, it's a strange old thing, but every Monday night after chorus rehearsal, nearly every Monday night, we have a, a debrief where we talk about how the night's been and a little bit about planning for the future. And it was in the car park, um, one cold and windy, wet Christmas, um, that we first started to talk about Toy Story and the song You've Got a Friend in Me and how we might use it at convention. And I said, well, why don't we find a second song and dress up and do something? <laughs> <laughs> so you dressed up with, with bells on, really, didn't you, the chorus uh, on this occasion? Well, the equivalent of bells, yes, with beards and <laughs> headdresses and green paint and cowboy hats, yeah. So tell us how difficult it was. I mean, let, let's, let's just talk about the, the, the physical difficulties of getting how many people in the chorus? We had 45, I think, to go to convention that year. 45 people who had to dress up as Toy Story characters. Yes, but I think because they were so excited and so keen about it, they were chomping at the bit to get themselves kitted out. So it was actually quite a pleasure to, to get on and do it. Well, for example, how did, how did you source the costumes? Did they all make their own or did you buy them or what? No, that was a variety of things. Uh, some people went off and just did their whole costume. I went off and did my Stinky Pete costume, so I bought my beard and my moustache and my eyebrows. And I bought um, a Mexican hat and butchered it with a pair of scissors and a pair of dungarees. And there were other people for the group of soldiers, for example. They, they talked to the dress committee, and the dress committee bought their outfits for them and organised to make sure that they were uniform, excuse the pun, and that everything they had looked the same. So it was done in a different way, depending on whether you were a one-off character 
whether you were a group character and then the key characters that had really complicated costumes like Bullseye and Slinky um, they were put together by an, a fantastic seamstress we've got called Mandy, Mandy Gilliland in our chorus. She did that. But did you have to tell people what they were going to be? I mean, you, you, if they choose, presumably you could end up with 15 Buzz Lightyears on stage and, 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 and 27 uh, slinkies and so on. Well, being a little bit of a control freak, yes, there did have to be a plan uh, for that very reason, that we couldn't have had 43 soldiers and, and one slinky. Um, so I, it was a combination of asking people to give three choices. What would you like to be? Top three choices. And then dishing them out that way to make sure people at least had got... So if they really didn't want to be a soldier, then don't put soldier on the list and you'll be one of the things you might want to be. To infinity and beyond! Yeah! You got a friend in me, in me. Gonna find you got a friend in me. So for the first song in the set, you've got a friend in me, you weren't parodying Toy Story at all, you were just getting into character and getting into the swing of the song. Yeah, we were just looking silly, really. But you were parodying for the second song. Tell us about that, Rob. Yeah, well, it, you know, we, we needed a second song. Uh, Toy Story songs are not uh, really out there, are they? We, but uh, um, we, we found this one and thought, yeah, that'll do. It's a weak song, but we, we, if we parody it, we can make it funny and get away with it, which we did. And Helen wrote the parody lyric. When we sing the right notes, everything sounds beautiful. Every chord we bring together is in God's heart. How do you go about writing a parody lyric then, Helen? Well, I learnt a lot when I wrote that one because I hadn't done a huge number before. Um, and for me, the way I did it was get the idea of what is it we want to sing about. We want to turn this into a song about singing about us, going to convention, and not always being as successful as we might like. And then you've got to pick the main important line in the song, which was when somebody loved me in the original. Um, make that your strap line, and I turn that into when we sing the right notes. Um, because as barbershoppers, that's the first thing we need to do, isn't it? Sing the right notes and sing in tune. And then it developed from there. And how did you ensure that it was funny? Because you, you do see some parodies that are a little off. This isn't one of them. This is one of the funniest ones I've ever seen. But, but that must have been a worry. Yes. And so um, I wrote lots and lots of little lines down and thought about this in the car and in bed and in the shower and I wrote loads of rhyming lines and jotted them all down and I wrote them on my phone and then I put them all together in a big bunch and of the hundred ideas I had I probably used about nine or ten and they were the ones that made me laugh out loud the first time that I said them so the
And did someone come and watch beforehand? Was there a, a dress rehearsal at which you tried these out? We it evolved really, and uh, we tested them amongst the chorus members. First of all, Rod, uh, the key chorus members, um, the chorus. We read the lyric out to the chorus, and because they'd sat chuckling and at times rolling around at them, we thought this is a song about taking the Mickey out of barbershop things, and they're all laughing and they're barbershoppers, so this works. And then we had visitors to chorus um, who did come along and laugh at it too. So we thought it was funny but we weren't sure whether we could perform it well enough to make it hysterically funny, but it seemed that we did. Yeah. We had what I class as professional help in the barbershop movement. I mean, Dale Kinston um, from Sound Crew, you know, and the stuff they'd done in, in the 2000s, really funny, and the parodies that they wrote, which were lyrically clever, and as we've sort of explained, you know, trying to follow the original lyric is a good idea, using key words and key phrases, which Helen did, but then was left to, to really make it funny. And I think Dale, he did a number of things. Important things would be he brought out the comedic element. He said, you've got to get the message across. They, that's the first time they've heard it. So you've got to enunciate and make sure they get it. Secondly, he, he looked at comedic timing. Um, uh, you know, and if there's a pause, wait, 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 go now. And, and I think probably above all, he put little bits in that were gems. Um, I mean, the bit about when we sing flat and having the leads actually sing half a tone down and then correct it, you know, which it just brought it to life. Uh, fantastic. But when we sing flat, flat, chop, and scoop, and miss our nose, he's a tad unhappy, so On stage directing dressed as Woody and, and, and actually with Andy written on your sandals, didn't you? Is that yeah, right? we, t- attention to detail in the costume. You know, everything we tried to do according to what we see in the film. So, like, I had a you know a ring on the back of my waistcoat. I, I had Andy put on the sole of the shoe. Not that it lasted very long, uh, but I think it helped us in respect of we, you know, we, we were in character. We felt good in the costumes because they had some quality to them. And uh, thanks to the audience, it went over really well. It, it must have been a little bit. Um, how shall I put this? It must have been a, a, a little bit daunting, though, to go on stage. I mean, when did you realise it was going well? Well, I, the audience were fantastic. We were late on, that helped. And, uh, you know, the first reaction when the curtains opened started it, and then it just unfolded. We were nervous, yeah. I, I, I mean, we were under-rehearsed, you know, we'd put so much effort in, but however, we needed more time. And, you know, we were on a metal, and we were, we were sharp as we could be, and we went on with an intention to do as well as we could, and the audience helped us enormously. But it's held the chorus back in some ways, hasn't it? You, 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 were, you were telling me that... Um, You've now got four, because you did two more Toy Story-related songs the following year. Yeah, we, we went back in with the costumes and did two more songs, so, so we've had two years of contest with it, and it's knocked the repertoire about a bit in putting all that effort in, and we've now got to rebuild. Um, because we didn't want to waste it, I mean, one more time, you know, like ringing the flannel out, we're taking it to IABS this year, and then we're back in January, I guess, and we'll try and get two more contest songs. 
I, we, I guess we won't do two parodies, but <laughs> don't hold me to it. The trouble with the parodies, of course, is they're all about barbershops. They, presumably they don't work to a general audience. If you do a sing-out or a concert, you can't really use it. <laughs> That's right. You've got a friend in me we use, um, but the other three we don't, sadly. Because yeah. it means something to us in barbershop or the barbershop audience, but, but not to the general public. So anyone listening to this or having watched you on YouTube, because, of course, it, it, it's all up on the Lab's um, uh, YouTube page if, if you want to see it. What are the do's and don'ts of parodying, do you think? Well, I, th- I think you've got to be clever with the lyric. I mean, lyric parody is uh, is about using as much of the in- original as possible in, and, and the, in the lyricist's intention and, and, and weaving gags around that because the audience then will identify with the bits that they know and, and indeed, if it's a known song, it will go so much better. Second City Sound MD Rod Butcher and Helen Brown, who had to go halfway through that interview at Babs Harmony College to get to a rehearsal of the College Ladies Chorus. So much going on at that weekend in Nottingham. Now, as you heard, Second City Sound will be giving their Toy Story set one final outing at IABS, the Irish Association of Barbershop Singers Convention in Cork on the first weekend of October 2018. Best wishes and good luck to all those taking part. And let's end this special podcast feature with a little more from Birmingham's Second City Sound. Their 2016 Labs convention performance won them the trophy for most entertaining chorus, a prize given every year by members of Sweet Adeline's Region 31. Well, at the following year's Labs convention, the chorus dressed up again in their Toy Story costumes and reflected on their moment of glory.
second city sound. You can find their performances from 2016 and 2017 on YouTube. Lots of great visual gags, which I guarantee are well worth a watch. And you may also have heard Rod Butcher referring in that interview earlier to the Babs Quartet Sound Crew. Now, if you haven't seen them, then some of their comedy performances can be found online uh, by typing Sound Crew Quartet into your search engine. Again, well worth a watch. And that's all for now. Uh, one more Harmony UK podcast to come, hopefully before the end of the year. Until then, from me, John Beasley, thanks for listening. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>